G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. It was Golden Slipper Day there on Saturday at Rose Hill. Five Group 1s on the card, competitive racing throughout, and here's Rob Scurry, Mark Roden, and Mark Sheen to help me review the meeting. Mark Sheen, if I start with yourself, overall on the card, there was uh, some pretty decent performances, but also a couple of upsets. There were, yeah, we saw very elegant uh, bite to dust. Of course, the meeting changed complexion a little bit there with heavy rain uh, in the east at about 5.30 in the morning. I don't think they got it quite as badly at Rose Hill, but they got rain and track was obviously downgraded. So we went from hoping for an upgrade to a slow to, to looking for those heavy trackers again. So a few horses have held their form, like Forbidden Love and Fireburn's a good wetty. And, um, yeah, and the old master, Shelby 66. <laughs> Mark Roden, I think that probably has to be, I don't know, one of the, the most unusual, but also probably one of the best racing stories I can remember in my time following the, the sport. It's incredible, isn't it? So Group 1 now, we're talking about highway to Group 3 in a fortnight or whatever it was last week. Now it's highway to Group 1 in three weeks. And not finished yet, talking TJs now, um, talking Everest. <laughs> I was thinking about the Everest, I mean, I don't know about the Everest for him, but uh, the Kosciuszko is... is Eligible for the Kosciuszko on the same day, but it was where he'd be about a dollar one in that, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you'd have to think so. Uh, and Rob, uh, welcome. Uh, how'd you find the day on course? Oh, look, it's, all, it's always a bit of a boisterous, rowdy day. So, you know, when the slipper came around, I had to get an early position to look at the horses. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a pretty good vibe on, on track. People having a good time and, um, yeah, managed to find a couple winners, if, even if they were short. Yep. Yep, absolutely. The uh, the win on Marzu. I think you. What did you say? Perfect. Was this perfect? Moral. Oh, yeah, moral? Just, just, just moral. Yeah, yeah. moral. Um, yeah. I just thought it improved, and I didn't know Bacchanalia, who might be my wet my, my horse to follow out of the meeting. I thought it was an enormous run, but it doesn't look like a wetty. It's a big kind of rangy thing. Yeah. So I just I was looking looking for something. And there was nothing there, and it just looked to improve. So yeah, I thought it was a moral. Maybe understaked it even. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a horse improve in the yard as much as him. He's gone from an absolute mad sweater on the toe, and as Rob would attest to uh, on Saturday there, he was just quiet as a lamb, never sweated at all. He was just a totally different horse. A bit like Nature Strip, maybe. He was a bit like that. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's review these Group 1 races. So we'll start with the Ranvit, uh, 2,000 metres. That was race five. Slow tempo here, so 4.3 lengths slow to the 600 on punning forms, figures, and look, Montefilia just sat more forward, a very elegant, but never really looked like getting run over. Uh, Rob, very elegant's one of yours that you love watching Parade. How'd she look? Yeah, she looked great. Yep. Uh, like, typical as she does, she had yep. good condition on her, walked around like a lamb. I guess there's another one that used to be a bit of a mad Parader. Very elegant back in the day, she, she was no good. But um, yeah, I thought, I thought, I think my comment was Montefilia. She doesn't look out of place here and um, I don't think I've I've seen Angel of Truth look look quite so well, and um, yeah, a missionary emissary looked a bit looked half run short to me, um, but yeah, look, it wasn't a race I was keen keen to really get involved with, and I'm half not surprised it got it got rolled over. There's yeah. something about it, you know, you know, it just it just I know it was a dollar twenty four, but it just just seemed a bit stinky to me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Mark Shane, how do you see the race in review? Yeah, well, she doesn't doesn't seem as consistent anymore, does she? Very elegant. Um, look, a lot of people were talking down before she won the Melbourne Cup that she might be finished, and then she won the Melbourne Cup and she was playing first up and she was able to bounce back and win the other day, even though she wasn't overly impressive. But still, you would have thought these conditions would suit her getting up to 2,000, but uh, I don't think she ever really looked to hope. At the top of the straight, Monofilia put a length on her and, and held her quite safely. Um, 
Look, she's always got a rating spike second up Montefilia. I didn't identify that enough to, to want to bet in the race. Um, but she is a, a, you know, she was a lightly framed filly who's got stronger each preparation and and she might even be destined for better things again this time in. Yep. Mark Roden, do you have any thoughts? Um, Clock says she's uh, gone okay. Um, a bloke on Twitter had some thoughts. I, you know, just because it was a big upset, I just logged on to Twitter to see what the, the general <laughs> public was saying. The first comment I saw was boat race, which uh, is <laughs> not the way I saw it. <laughs> I don't know if he knows what a boat race is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah she, she tracked, she had Montefiore's back, was there to run past her at the turn and just did not. I think mm. they've gone pretty well. We, we can actually touch on this uh, as we get to the Rose Hill Guineas, but the clock says they, they might have gone okay here, actually. It was, uh, I guess, part of the, the day was some incredible margins beaten to, to those behind. So it really sort of just separated the, the horses that were there and those that didn't handle con- the conditions or weren't up to it. But uh, race six, as you said, the Rose Hill Guineas, 2,000 metres. Again, very slow tempo here. So there really wasn't that much pace in the race. About 9.7 lengths slow for the class to the 600 is what putting forms come up with. And Animo just completely wrecked them. Um, Rob? How did Animo look? Because he has looked a little bit iffy earlier this prep, but I also want to get a few thoughts on some of the others, like Converge and Profondo. <clears throat> oh, you're on mute. Sorry, mate. Oh, um, Animo looked uh, sensational. Just, just walked around like like a proper like a proper horse. It wasn't <clears throat> trying to kick kick the clock, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I thought I thought just this is surely it's it's improved five five lengths from the yard. It doesn't always work like that, um, but yeah, it just looked looks sensational. Um, Profondo is always a bit of a toey parader. It's a nice style of horse, but not not quite sure if he's up to it or you know maybe he's looking for the breeding bar now. Or, um, I, I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, is he going to make that next step? He was a very expensive, deep impact. We don't have many of them in Australia, so I'm not sure what they're going to do with them. I don't think he's got too many more runs in him in Australia. Something tells me. Um, yeah, Converge is putting on condition in a prep, which which is one of my favourite things. So I, I thought it would certainly <laughs> give it a race, but maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe it's 1600s more its go. Whereas uh, very, uh, I mean. Uh, Animo's suited more at the 2,000 metres. Um, forgot you look well. I really like this Sinbar horse, but I think it really needs a, a dry, dry track to, um, you know, to, to show its worth. Mark, Mark Shane, your thoughts on Animo and then potentially going further into this preparation? Yeah, well, well my form on the race uh, suggested with the price variance that I might get to the races and back converge, but um, the yard saved me here because Animo, as Rob said, just had improved out of sight. Another one who just looked a totally different horse, uh, sweated, you know, every run so far, and he was gleaming in the coat and walked around like a lamb. So thank God it did because it saved me money because Converge wouldn't have beat it uh, shot out of a cannon. Um, I thought Strange Tactics from it to to not want to take up the front since since they were going so slow, maybe he thought it was a distance out and uh, they wanted to maybe turn it into a sprint home, but I would have thought he might have been better off Letting it roll early, but Profondo probably would have gone around it and headed it off uh, middle stages anyway. I agree with Rob. I think Profondo's probably one failure away from going to stud. Okay. And Mark Roden, look, the overall figure here isn't much chop, but clearly Animo at 2,000 metres, that's looking more and more like his go. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I still want to see him in a fast tempo race this prep because he might very well do something pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I was speculating on Friday... Oh. Last time we saw him, that um, perhaps fast pace was going to um, bring out his best. Now it certainly wasn't that on Saturday. It was the 
one of the slowest races you'll ever see. <laughs> Despite the caller informing us it was that they were going at a good pace halfway through, which nearly caused me to fall off my chair. But um, <laughs> he looked like far up, didn't he? But he's run a second and a half slower than Montefilia and hasn't come at home any quicker, which, look, I'm not saying that means he's a second and a half worse than Montefilia because when they go at that incredibly slow pace like they have here, they can only come home so fast, especially on wet ground. So yeah. I'm not... I'm not saying that's the difference between them by any means, but it's a worry. It's just a, it's just a little it's just a little negative, and, and you can't rate this despite the visually impressive nature of it and the giant margin. You can't rate it as a through the roof performance because the time wasn't there. But the style of his win suggests there is a performance like that in it. Maybe maybe we'll see it in a truly run race. But I, I was just heading off the um, Queen Elizabeth market for an interest just now, and <laughs> where's the pace going to come from in that? Mm. You know, where's the pace come from in any of those 2,000 metre plus weight for age races? You know, unless something is there almost as a pacemaker, it just doesn't happen. So, look, he might be good enough to get away with that race anyway. He's got a good turn of foot, obviously. Um, he's certainly in the race. He's favourite for it now. Um, yeah, uh, but just I, I, I really wanted him to, to, to rate through the roof because it looked so good yeah. and I was so excited by the win, but he did, to be honest, he hasn't. Well, just looking at that Queen Elizabeth, you'd expect, uh, just from the nominations or the expected horses to go there, you think Zaki would be an on-pacer, wouldn't you? Yeah, you think Montefiore would be back, very elegant would be back, Animo could roll forward uh, depending on where he draws. So you'd think Zaki is probably at this stage the one who's going to dominate the racing front, wouldn't you? You would. And, he, well, he's won the All-Star Mile, but he hasn't smashed the clock either. He's mm. not going to carve out any time in front, is he? He does lead in the Queen Elizabeth. So, um, yeah. When um, if, if Animo... I mean, Animo ended up outside lead here, which was great to see, but he's if he draws wide again, I think they're initial thought is to go straight back and if that happens again he'll be giving a fair start away again but i think he was too negative at ramick wasn't he just oh, i think it half half got left and then he looked across and and he's back which was probably the difference in winning and losing on the day yeah. and i think he probably learned from that not not wanting to do that again yeah i suppose if he draws well in queen elizabeth if he draws three or something he won't be more than two yeah. best back really no okay let's have a look at the george Ryder. uh race seven 1500 meters uh, again, slow tempo here, 4.3 lengths slow to the 600. And uh, look, Forbidden Loves has been supreme form so far this preparation and never really looked in any great danger. Rob, I'll start with yourself. How did they look? She, oh, they all look good here except for Rio Dini, which I tipped would run last. Um, <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. Uh, but she, she, this is the best I've seen her, but she's just not one of my horses. Mm. So I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't back her because I just often when I try and jump on the you know not my horses they they, they fail and uh, so I, I, I let the race go. Um, yeah, that, look, this is a bit of racing porn here. This is fantastic to look at. Um, they're all beautiful horses. Um, you know, you're splitting hairs a little bit, but she wasn't as sweaty as she's been. Um, I could say the same about Colette. She 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 prayed really well. Um, this banker's choice is a bit of a toy, toy guy. Private I look to improve. Dallas Sun just keeps catching my eye. He's a beautiful looker. Hilal, I can say the same. Colding as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, just, just, just a beautiful bunch of horses to look at. And, um, yeah, the top wet track is one. And maybe she's, you know, she's probably get a wet track again in the Doncaster and probably be hard to beat again. Mark Shane, your thoughts here? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with Rob. Forbidden Love looked a lot better uh, compared to last start where she sweated badly and Colette was in the same boat. She sweated badly at Ramick and looked a lot better on Saturday. So um, I think the heavy track certainly played in her hands. Great ride from Bowman, got her into a perfect position. And, um, yeah, as we said, a mare in, uh, in form, they're hard to beat, especially at weight for age uh, nowadays. 
with the steroids uh, knocked on the head compared to the old days. Uh, Law of Indices, um, I still think he's a good horse and crying out for a dry track. Um, whether he'll get it in Sydney or he might have to wait till he gets to, to Brisbane through the winter carnival there or get a drier track than what we're experiencing here. But I, I still think he's got a, a good race in him. Okay. And Mark Roden, are you following anything coming out of this race in particular? Um, not really. I'd like to see Banker's Choice down in grade. Uh, he, I don't think he's quite up to the level of these, but I think he's got something. I, I had something on him just because it was a wet track and he won on a heavy 11, I think it was, in New Zealand. Uh, and he sort of loomed uh, up to them at the, at the turn and um, just sort of ran out of, I mean, ran out of rating, as we'd say. He just wasn't quite up to the class. But uh, I think, you know, back to Group 2 or Group 3, he actually only had a handicap rating of 94 coming into this, I, uh, I noticed. That'll probably go up, I suppose, but... Um, yeah, he's probably run better than that. that <coughs> I'd like to see him on a wet track in an easier race. Okay. okay. Uh, the Golden Slipper was race eight over the 1,200 for the two-year-olds. Very fast tempo here. 8.6 lengths fast to the 600. And look, the, the run of Fireburn was pretty extraordinary. But there was plenty going on in this race. I reckon you could probably watch the replay about four or five times to get something out of it each time. Uh, Rob, start us off, though. How did they look? Uh, pretty average. Worst bunch of slipper horses I've ever seen. Um, and I'm never going to catch this fire burn. It, it, I should know by now I've got a profile on it. It does get sweaty every, every start, but it's also a get-back, get-sweaty horse. I'm, I'm, they're, they're not champion horses, but there's no champions here. Cool and Gatter look sharp, um, but it's not much not, not much of a horse. I, I found the um, the Blue Diamond winner on top, uh, Dumier. Great ride by Mark Zara. Um Thought I was going to half win it, about 300 out. Um, but yeah, just, just I don't know, just knocked up. Maybe didn't like the tracks too that wet. But um, yeah, she's extreme. Maybe she 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 was looked better last start. Um, but she looked kind of similar. Sajardin, he looks as good as I've seen him. Um, and the other one, uh, Re Revolutionary Miss, was the other sort of good looker. But her map kind of put me off. And Russian. Uh, Conquest did her thing of shooting herself in the yard, uh, Machine. Yeah, well, look, it's hard to find anything away from the winner, really. She was Polax there at the 650. Admittedly, she came up the inside, which did look to be the place to be in the shoot races. Um, but, uh, you know, she's overcome bad interference and worn them down. And one running away, she didn't just fall in. She's, yeah. she's won by a margin at the finish. So, um, obviously, a very good heavy tracker. She'd beaten Sheet Extreme at Ramwick uh, under similar conditions. Um, Best of all, Doe did all the work in front. Jeez, he's a tough little fella. Cool and Gatter, I thought, looked very light. So I don't know if they press onto the Percy Sykes with her or not, but uh, there's not much of her. Hope they don't because I've backed another one in it. And Sheet <laughs> <laughs> um, Extreme didn't have a great deal of luck there. I, I'm not, I, look, I think Fireburn was going better than her at the time. Uh, sprinted better than her, but she definitely should have finished closer. Might have even run, you know, fourth or so, but um, she didn't get the best of luck. She got the backwash of that interference that Fireburn got checked as well. So she was in the wars throughout the race. I think he can be forgiving a lot of horses that were wide here because, as I said, I don't think the shoot uh, was conducive to horses sitting three and four deep uh, on the day. Mark Roden, it's uh, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because the, the overall figure for Fireburn's in the top 15 on the overall card, so you have to respect it, but, uh, <coughs> I mean... What, what do you do with the, the overall figure going forward? Um, you just have to wait and see as they come back in the spring? Uh, yeah, yes, which is always... Well, he's probably, let's, uh, she's probably won her last race, let's be honest. Who was the last one to win again? <laughs> Super winner. 
it's been a while. Um, <laughs> um, I'll probably um, Portelli's she will run. <laughs> Yeah, that one, a restricted sales race, which, which after we <laughs> won that, I said we'd never win again. And uh, Stratum was pretty good. But he, I don't know if he ever won again, though, but but he was competitive at weight parade. Well, we can be sure that she's a very good tracker. Mm. I'm, I, I found her after the race uh, because I was on She's Extreme, as a few of us were. Uh, and, of course, uh, Fireburn had beaten her at Randwick uh, on a heavy track. Um, she's extremely come through that race and taken improvement, but I obviously didn't allow enough improvement for Fireburn. I didn't think it was a no hoper, but I clearly didn't give it enough. Very easy to find after the race on wet ground. Look, she's obviously a superior wet tracker. Don't like her racing style much, but this is the best two-year performance of the season so far. Not a vintage year, obviously, but this is the standout. And she's done it after being nearly knocked over at the 600 metre mark. That incident cost she's extreme as well, and and a few others. And just to hark back to Mark's point, I think on the day, six of the ten winners drew barrier one or two. So that just shows you how big of a plus it was. Monagall sort of sat a bit wider in run, um, but really lanes one and two were the place to be for most of the day. Yep. Okay, we'll uh, round it out with uh, the victory of Shelby 66 in the Galaxy. Race 9, 1,100 metres, slow tempo, uh, 2.6 lengths slow to the 600. And look, uh, Shelby again, sort of coming up along that sort of more inside lanes <coughs> and... Um, managed to run over Big Parade in the Congo, who were thereabouts on speed. Rob, how did they parade? Uh, Shelby 66 definitely holding condition and, and look, looked well, but Pulele was, was the standout for me because this is a horse that can get hot and like a lot of Godolphin runners, paraded really, really well. And um, yeah, look, I, I knew it was going to go back, um, but yeah, I, I just can't stand it when jockeys, when they're three wide, and they just want to nip inside one horse, you know, just just, just on the corner. She's just, instead of running the widest, she's just gone back inside and she's run up bums the whole way. And I think it was, it was the run of the race. We've discussed that we, you didn't want to be three wide. Uh, I thought it was, its run was, you know, it, was, it ran very well. <clears throat> um, I'm a bit sus on a few of these. You know, I, I'm, I'm, uh, this is definitely sort of the, the second tier sprint race. Obviously, it's not a wait for age <laughs> race, but yeah. Um, when you've got horses like Rule of Law and, you know, Brooklyn Hustle, sort of, they're all sort of within a length and a half of each other. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced in the Congo is going to do much. I'd be interested in Mark Sheen's thoughts, though. But, um, yeah, I thought Paul Ailey was was, um, was uh, atrociously ridden. And I, I, I shot off a tweet about, oh, you know, like, <laughs> send. And while I was doing that, you backed that thing at bloody perfect 20s and I didn't get on just, <laughs> just to compound it. And uh, I was like, oh, anyway, just, just trying to kind of d diplomatically put how shit Rachel King is and then cost <laughs> myself a lot of money. <laughs> anyway, just it does forget happen. about social media. Yeah. All right, All right Mark, Shane, what do you think? Well, I had a venting tweet uh, through the day after no compromise as well. Um, <laughs> um, well, this is almost Bindi Cheers territory, isn't it? Uh, what's that, six, six starts in seven weeks, Shelby 66. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I, honestly, I've been going the races for a long time, and for a horse to do what it's—I know it's heavy track form, but fair dinkum, it's come from absolutely nowhere. Mm. And you know, we've we've given Robbie Dolan a few uh, kicks in the guts and uh, one pat on the back, but for him to bounce back after getting the sack from Profondo, uh, rode this uh, particularly well. Big Parade looked the winner in the run, but uh, just uh, worn down late. Look, I think in the Congo's on target for the Arrowfield. He, uh, look, he's got a little bit of 1,100-metre form, but I definitely think he'd be better at 12 or even 14. So uh, I 
I w would be forgiving of uh, a good run from him. And I thought the three-year-olds had right up to their whacker weight here with 56. So, um, yeah, I think he'd be on target for the arrow field if he went there. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts here? Uh, what more is there to say about Shelby 66? A highway form I generally wouldn't <laughs> back at Gosford on a Thursday, uh, in a benchmark 64 or something, but here we are. Winning Galaxy, so I've seen everything now. Um, but good on him, good on Danny Williams. He had a, he's had a bit of bad luck over the last few years, so great to see him get a <clears throat> this, and he's doing a great job with it. And also good on Robbie Dolan, who I've slagged off before, I must admit, but he'll, at the weight he can ride, he'll get his opportunities in races like this, and if he can pull out rides like that, he might win one or two more as well. So good on him. Uh, uh, yeah, not much more to say about it. Um, I know it's Brooklyn Hustle running on again, but that's her, isn't it? Let's yep. just get back and run on for fifth. Yeah. That's about her. Um, but, oh, I, uh, sorry, go Mark, on. Mark how, how can this Cavalier... I, I, after we lost at Swan Hill yesterday, I saw this Cavalier Charles went round at Scone at like $11, which beats Shelby 66. <laughs> how is it $11 <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that field? And, and it just, won at Canberra before that as well, too. It's, yeah. it's won twice with the Shelby form. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. The great game, huh? Sorry, it's Mark. One of the mysteries on. of the turf. One of the great mysteries of the turf. The whole Shelby 66 story. Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Uh, it's a big meeting in general, but I'll try and get some horses from each of you to follow. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Um, look, I backed a horse in the first called Stella Performer, who uh, was in on the Wednesday meeting and they got washed out. It, was, it would have absolutely pissed in on the Wednesday. But uh, um, look, it just got too far back. I think it's a nice horse on the improve for the right sort of grade, so midweek. Um, look, I think in the Congo, as I said, uh, should be suited in the Arrowfield. Well, everyone's still remunerate win the last, but it's the first time she's been fit. She looked pretty fat. Admittedly, it was a walking race, but I don't know what's happened to her. She looked like she was going to be anything, and then she went right off the boil for quite some time, but uh, that was uh, devastating when we see, saw her do that once before at uh, Rose Hill, and uh, she might be back on track for better races. Okay. Mark Roden? Well, uh, I was hoping to get through the show without the eminate being mentioned because Rob rang me and asked me if he liked it out of the yard and said, what do you reckon? I said, no, on heavy. And he's gone, okay, I'm going home. So I've talked him out of an eight-dollar winner in the last, which is nice. Um, horses to follow. I, I found a stellar performance was an eye-catcher in the, uh, the midway. I found another one in that race as well, Mahogany. Or, uh, oh, yeah. I want to say Mahogany, but I think it's Mahogany or something like that. It, it was, I think it was actually last, and it's it's run on. Didn't um, stellar performance finished in front of it, but it was closing off well. And actually quite liked its trials uh, leading up to this uh, Quiet trials, but uh, seemed to have something. So there's probably a race for him somewhere. Um, I like the run of Samut in the last from an absolutely hopeless position. Um, beaten a long way by Emanate, obviously, but uh, I think she has ability. And, uh, yeah, apart from all the obvious ones, um, yeah, going to watch out for Banker's Choice, uh, soft ground, weaker grade. Okay. And Rob, a couple to follow out of the yard. Uh, mostly the, the, the blue colours for me. Uh, I think I mentioned Bacchanalia, um, Prey Dependence on Animo and um, Pulele. And uh, this thing, ch Chalk Stream in the, uh, in the Stayers race, that was some sort of run, I thought, three wide and then drifting back to the inside. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe he's, a, he's, a, he's a chance in some Stayers walk fest next time. All right, very good. That brings us to the end. Uh, look, we've got a couple of... Uh, Feature races this weekend with the Tanker and the Vinery, Mark Sheen, but then it's into the championship, so we're almost there. Yeah, almost there. They took those two races from Golden Slipper Day, which uh, I think rooted Golden Slipper Day compared to what it used to be. They used to have um, 
just the best days racing and they took two races away. I don't know why. But anyway, they're on another day. All right. Well, we'll preview it this Friday. Until then, guys, go well. Enjoy the week. Thank <laughs> you.